G'day everyone. Proud to say Bar Karate is brought to you by Radix Nutrition, makers of the most technically comprehensive nutrition products that have ever existed. Unlock your potential with Radix. Konnichiwa, listeners, and welcome to Bar Karate, the sailing Kira. podcast. My name is Jordan Spencer-san, and it's the time of the week where we get to talk sailing with some really cool sailors, but of course I have to share the microphone with my two idiot mates. First off... Idiot mates. Are you kidding me? Mr. Brett Perry. Greetings, exalted one. Idiot mate, so Jesus Christ. Sport and Jensa, itchy barn. Son. Yeah, yeah you're oh, itchy mate. barn and bice his itchy knee. No. Oh. <laughs> no, it's uh, so you're back in you're back in Oz. Yeah, um, just touched down. Yeah. Yeah, well, I'm over here in Portugal. It's uh, you know, as of time of recording, I've got to get used to saying that. It's very early here, but um at least the North Atlantic lows disappeared. Yeah, yeah. That uh, has been here. It seems since I left in November. Um, but it seems to have gone away, and it's it's a nice looking day. Beautiful. Well, let's bring in the other bike. See where he is. He had a voice that could make a Wolverine purr. Mr. Nick Boss. Bongiorno, gents. <laughs> Bongiorno. Um, Bongiorno, uh, Jordan son. Jordan son. <laughs> <laughs> Bongiorno, itchy barn. Bongiorno. Mate, I'll tell you how. Um, well, what we are looking forward to. Is of course a uh, weather report in Portugal for the next few weeks. Yeah, whilst you're there, <laughs> <laughs> and um, but in saying that, geez, our carbon footprint hasn't gone that well. No, this no, week. we're not good, are we? I'll tell you what, team <laughs> team Barcarati are going to have to plant a few trees this week because uh, we did some travel. I've just done in the last four day. When did I leave? Wednesday night. It's now Sunday morning. Six, yeah, six plane flights. Two different hire cars, three mm. hotels. So yeah, no, nah, it's going well. Going well. Going well, I always, I always go forward to make sure the pilot put in, puts it in cruise mode. You know, in the automatic drive. I don't, so they're not in sport mode. <laughs> oh, just like yeah. <laughs> I love it. You should see the taco go down. The He's taco like, goes down from the taco goes down from two and a half thousand revs to two thousand revs. Ooh. And that just happens when you flick your little little um, straps on the back of the croc. Oh mate, there you go. that's it. Just slides into sit, bring the taco down. Hey, no, we're okay. When when are they yeah, going to bring out? When are they going to bring out Crocs of snow? Like, jeez. Oh, mate, don't worry. No so Crocs. Since no all Crocs. the bullshit we talk about, <laughs> all the bullshit we talk about Crocs, it'll come. You know, it, my algorithms got stuffed up with all the rainbow talk. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> mate, the <laughs> algorithms are fully fucked now with Crocs. I get what, funny. <laughs> you want the a, amount of you want. Get, you want to you join it get, together, mate. Join it together, oh, rainbow no, no. croc. So the snow croc, you can buy a croc and it's got a snow plough on the front of it. Uh, <laughs> and a tennis racket on the back. Oh, wow. you can, no, no, or the cowboy croc. you got spurs off the back. <laughs> Love it. Love hey, it. would the snow crocs be white or, you know, camouflage? Because you, you, you wouldn't uh, want to lose them, would you? They have to be black. As long as they grip on snow and ice, BP, that's all I care about. Holy dooly. We're not good at – Aussies are not good at walking on icy footpaths, I tell you. It's quite Did funny. Did you take a stumble? I know, I'd slipped about a million times, but watching the Japanese run up and down the footpath and we're just like, 
Oh, oh, like, yep. Well, that's, all, that's because they're all of 50 kilos and you are a hu- normal-sized human. That's true. That is true. It does make a difference. does make a difference. Um, it is quite How did you snowboard and go, Jordan? Oh, it went okay. went okay. Right, yeah. Just remember, point the shoulder down the mountain, never You're lean exactly back. You're exactly right, BP, yes. I exactly. know. Bend the knee. Not often I'm wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. No, it's good. Good, good. Yeah, good fun. Um, cool. All right, boys. Okay. Well, obviously, we're all around the planet. We're back together, just the three of us chatting. No one else is listening in, so we can say whatever we want. Um, but That's we right. are, <laughs> we are going to bring on some special guests to have a bit of a chat. Oh. This is a full bore show, isn't it? Oh my God! What a couple of weeks we've had, too. By the way, oh, it has been good. We've we've had to plan around all this travel, and so we've put it together. And one of the the episodes we put together is this discussion. We're going to talk about a class of boat. It was a great discussion. Don't turn off. Don't turn off. You're going to love it. There were some really cool people chatting on this one. But we're going to talk about the Merlin Rocket, which is a UK design boat, um, a boxerall design. It's been around since the late or mid to late 40s. The merge of two classes, the Merlin and the Rocket. And that they're pretty funky. <laughs> Hence Merlin Rocket. Hence Merlin Rocket. Yeah. They're pretty funky looking little things. And. Um, and there's a lot of tinkering. So if you like pulling strings, this is a class for you. Now, now to talk. Oh, I see. It's Jay's. It's in Jay's corner, mate. It's so in my oh, corner. Yeah. <laughs> so in my corner. I was so excited. Loves a good pull. Loves a good <laughs> rope pull. Yep. <laughs> to talk about this, we continued on with Stu Bithell from last week's episode, um, Olympic and uh, silver and gold medalist. Um, and then we added Andy Davis, who's one of the most successful sailors in the Moonal class at the moment, and a sailmaker. Uh, most people know him as Taxi. Um, and then Simon Blake, who's a long to multi-generational family, from a multi-generational family in the class, and also um, you know, a very successful sailor. And so we were very, very touched. The Merlin class, reached, you know, when we spoke to them, they just said, yeah, and they've laid it all on for us. So... Going to be very interesting conversation. I hope you enjoy yep. it because we certainly did. It was a lot of fun. So, with that in mind, welcome to Barkarati. Stu, Andy, and Simon. Absolute pleasure to have you boys here on Barkarati. Um, this is a first, three and one, uh, three mates, obviously, here to talk about the Merlin Rocket. What the hell is a Merlin Rocket? Um, who should answer that one? <laughs> I thought you there a minute. Who's Andy? Oh, yeah. oh, Is okay. he taxi? no, taxi. Yeah, Do I have yeah. to say taxi? Yeah, yeah most people know him as taxi. Okay, all right. So, Andy Davis, otherwise known as taxi, righto. So, I'll call you taxi from now on. So, yeah, who's Andy? Sorry, you bastard. You got me. Yeah. Keep going. We don't edit. This is going to air. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, let, well, Simon's been sailing Merlin's probably the longest, so let him crack on. He can start it off. <laughs> <laughs> nice uh, hand Yeah, nice hand So, well, it's a two-man dinghy, 14 foot long. Um, it's got a long heritage. It's, um, I, I don't know, 80 years old in, in the UK. So it's mainly, I think it's mainly in the UK. Um, very traditional still boat. It's got the sort of wooden plank lines um, from, come from, you know, obviously clinker being built wooden boats, but now yeah, yeah, they're yeah. all glass and carbon. And um, so they've still got the sort of look of the chines that you get off a, off a, a clinker built boat, but obviously much lighter and, and faster and a very different design to what they used to be a hundred years ago. Development class. Um, so yeah, within a box, you can develop the rules and uh, they have adapted a lot over the last, um, yeah, eight, 80 years or so. Um, 
more than that, they're you know they're just a brilliant sort of social and family and class. And um, you know, so from from I, I, my dad sailed Merlin's for a long time, and and my mum's dad also sailed Merlin's for for a while. Say, so this here your third generation <laughs> yeah. Mer, Merlin rocket sailor. Well, I'm second generation Australian, um, so you know that shows how far back this class goes. I mean, there's very few Australians left here. Uh, but uh, in terms of uh, Merlin rocket sailing, you're third generation. So yeah, really cool point. Yeah, and that's and I think you know I, I'm 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 a Blake, but there's other sort of um, historic Merlin families as well, like the Warrens and the Harrises, who have oh. you know, many generations as well. Um, so it's not just me; there's <laughs> quite a few of us uh, wow. who have. And then my kids also start sailing as well, so maybe they'll be fourth generation soon. Yeah, I, I love that. Like I've just got this visual image of when you go yeah. to the major regattas, there's a secret room where some of those storied families <laughs> can go, and the rest of you have to sit outside and wait for your turn, sort of thing. Like it's uh... <laughs> well, in some of the regattas, there's like the family plate or the family prizes, so there's quite a lot of uh, competition between the families. Yeah. <laughs> Who wins them? <laughs> I love it. It's very incestuous. It's a whole. Well, Families overlapping. Well, we don't want to go there. That's not what this show is all about. We're about the class, so let's keep on that, if you don't mind. I'm the, I'm the, I'm the what do they call it, the moderator. Um, so you so, said it's but, a, it's a box rule. So the joy of a box rule is that you can design. Um, you've got a bit of flexibility, so you can design around your own body weight. And so I'm assuming it can accommodate quite diverse sizes. Is that right? Um. Yeah. Well, uh, others might want to jump in, but yeah. So there's a, there's a set of rules. It's, I mean, there's a set of rules. It's not um, a box rule as, as such. I think, but there's a set of rules, and then there's development within those rules. Uh, there's no there's no limit on weight. So, and that's actually one of the things which is quite good that you get a huge range of different crew sizes that sail them, um, uh, and quite competitively in different conditions, obviously. And that's the other thing that's really nice about it is that um, they sail in different places around the UK. Um, from you know open sea to you know, on the river in really restricted areas. So and, and the silver tiller, which is the sort of um, the series that goes throughout the year, you have to qualify in you know in a number of the, in all of, one of all of those events. So an open, a restricted, and a sea. So you have to be a good all round sailor. Um, yeah. how, which, how many boats are we talking? <clears throat> how many boats are we talking in the fleet in a in a major? Um, well, at the nationals, you get 70, 80 boats, um, and. Okay. Sulkin Merlin Rocket Week is actually the biggest one. You get uh, well, there's, there's the, the entry's capped at 120, yep. um, and it's usually full every year with quite a waiting list. So, mm -hmm. yeah. <clears throat> okay. Um, so, Stu, I'll come to you uh, on uh, this. Simon, hey? Stick with Simon. He's doing a great job. Stick. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, well, I saw this video of you, mate, at a boat show, and there was this one that had sort of almost like a, a dreadnought bow, and the the stem was sort of rocked back a little bit, and they were interviewing you, and um, I was just intrigued, you know, from all the different, I mean, I love a string, I'm, you know, 5 sailor, FD sailor, you know, like I, I'm pretty comfortable with spaghetti in the bottom of the boat, I love a lot of string, and being able to retune everything is that the appeal of the class like that that you've got that tunability of the boat yeah i think that's certainly one of the things that draws me into the boat you know um it's got such a nice rig uh high aspect rig uh relatively high aspect um and all the controls are led back to the helm and crew so you can 
you know, one of the guys that builds the boats, Dave Winder, has made it very accessible to change everything individually. He's, he's set up a system where you can you can change the rake, the kicker, the shroud to everything on one bit of rope. Love it. Um, you know, so like like in the 470, when we want to change rate, it's, you know, back to the gym, yeah. set the tension, plug the pin in and change it that way. On the Merlin, it's just like there on your fingertips. Um, so that's really good. It's really nice. And um, basically it means that if you can set the boat well, you don't have to hike quite as hard. <laughs> now we're talking. Now we're talking. So I can whack me hundred k. I can whack me hundred kegs on the side and just sit there and enjoy my day. You're saying exactly. Yeah, work work smarter, not harder. That's my ethos. <laughs> I, love it, I, love it. I love it. So taxi for, from your perspective, let's you know with the sailmaker aspect and that tunability of the rig and all the different ones. Does it make it harder as a sailmaker to sort of set up? the the shape of these things or, or are you building different rigs for the different you know simon said they go offshore you're on lakes you know like are you able to sell multiple sets of sails because of that you know like i'm interested it must be a yeah hard job. It, it is it is a bit of a hard job but i think like in the uk because we see such a, a range of conditions we're trying to make really one set of sails that works in the widest range possible yep. so and, and, you know, you're going from flat water to sea to chop to, to all sorts. So in one sense, and, and everybody really only wants to carry one set of sails. They don't want to get too bogged down of being, oh, I'm on the right set of sails. And, you know, and, and, that, and, that, and that's kind of our aim is to try and create one set that works in the widest range possible. You don't want, I mean, you don't want, to, you don't want to have an armed ra- arms race either where, you know, you've got someone with seven sets of sails and blah, blah, blah. No, uh, no, no, you don't. And, and actually... It, because Hang the boat on. is so. You've got something to say there. You, you <laughs> live out. I would, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just keep buying more sales. It's grand. Um, send my kids to private school. But um, but basically, like, I mean, as of late, you know, we are seeing more people starting to look into the rig a lot more. You know, there's a few different mass manufacturers coming out. Um, there's people playing around. You can change the. Uh, you can change the. The, the ratios between the jib and the mainsail, the area sizes, you know, predominantly over the years, we've kind of sat around about a 2.8 meter squared jib. Oh. Um, and now people are starting to play around with a three meter or a 3.12 meter, a slightly bigger jib. Um, and, and yeah, and, you know, you've got, you got a handful of people doing one thing, doing another thing. And, and, and basically we're all, we're all getting the same results. We're, and you, we're on carbon mass, right? We're all on car- carbon mass. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've been working with uh, a guy called Thomas Wilkes, um, oh. who's known as Kaylee. Uh, mm-hmm. He makes a lot of OKs and thin mass and mm, yep. talented engineer, mm. and um, yeah, just makes you know learning from him as well has been has been great. And there's potential of, I mean, the class looked at wing mass probably back I don't know <clears> twenty <throat> years ago, twenty five, thirty years ago. Um, obviously, materials weren't as good back then, but. They've, they've got better now so it's maybe something we should start looking at again um yeah just just things like that really just just try and keep the keep the thing rolling um you, you yeah. know yeah it's kind of it's kind of unique isn't it that it is a development class yep and and yes yeah. you know like taxi says he's trying to change little bits for the sale little things of the mass you know maybe slightly different foil shape but actually at the end of the day the beauty of the class is you can just go and buy something off the shelf and you're yeah. racing at the fleet. Yep. So it's, yeah, this... it's not like you, you need to be technically minded or you need to have time to put into development. It's like, 
Well, actually, probably, if I just I probably not unlike not unlike not unlike the Sharpie J in that sense, you know, where it's uh, you know it's technical, but it's relatively off the shelf. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. think that. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it, it, sorry, it's it's interesting. Like, if you go back to the to like the the start of the class, like where it was like post-war, um, you know, you got you you actually had two two boats effectively became one. So you had you had. Is this Simon's granddad? Is this Simon's granddad? <laughs> yeah, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> so you had you had Jack Holt um, and and his his buddies at Ranella Sailing Club, and they were starting to make uh, a fourteen foot boat because the only boat you could the only boats that only classes that you were sailing back then were like national twelves and yep. international fourteens. Yes. So they were kind of looking at something around about a fourteen foot dinghy, which would which would be a hiking boat, and they could all sail on the river and wear their straw hats. But but in the meantime, at the same time, you had uh, you had another another guy. Um, I think it was Robin Stevenson. He was up in Nottingham Way, uh, mid, uh, in Middle Earth of the of England, yeah. and and they were looking at another class, um, which they were going to call the Rocket. Uh, so, and in, in the end, I don't know how, but they managed to get together and and the two boats instead of instead of like going for the market as, as you know two separate two boats in the same market they decided to join forces and that's where the merlin rocket actually what was born move. effectively yeah and uh, and, really and ever since then taxi yeah well you know you've got to do your research <laughs> <laughs> thanks for spoiling that oh, yeah, uh, yeah. but, the, the, but there's been about 70 designers designing boats and, and effectively the um the, the people were designing boats left right and center and trying new things all the way up and through and it's it's only in the last probably 20 years where design has slowed down and we've come to sit on almost one one hull shape uh, which kind of yeah. fits the bill which was the question and, i was going to ask so you know hull shape obviously is fairly settled you, you just as I, as you mentioned then um you know it's a it's a clinker hull it's it's basically you know what can change i mean is it just the lines is it the shape is it the rocker is it the you know there's, a, there's an element of that involved i suppose yeah, yeah, and um, and and I think, you know, talking to the uh, to the brains and the guys that were were developing the the hull shapes. I mean, we, you know, we're sa effectively sailing around in a boat that was designed in the nineteen mid nineteen eighties, uh, and it's just been slightly evolved uh, over the time by um, some really good boat builders. And you know, the the bit was the the main point that they looked at was the transition from going from a non-planing boat to a planing boat. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and they concentrate hard on that. And I think that's why the Merlin is such a good boat. It's such a good all-rounder is because it does that so well. Mm. Um, yeah, so, and that's where we are today. Really. Um, Sam designed a boat, didn't you? A very a bit of a niche one off for Sulcombe, right? <laughs> yeah, well, that's Joe quite, Richards. <clears throat> yeah, so I've got a boat back in the UK, um, uh, which Joe Richards designed, actually, and Kevin Driver built, which is quite different, yeah. So um, that, and it's, yeah, it's, it's, I think it's about eighteen percent less buoyancy in the bow, so it's really quite a lot different. Um, much wow. more buoyancy in the stern. Um, uh, yeah, it sails quite differently. Obviously, the weight fore and aft is very different. So there are still some designs that are quite different. John Turner's obviously designing ones which are a bit different as well. Um, so there is still evolution going on, um, and there are some crazy guys like me who sometimes come out with even really wacky ones. <laughs> right, because you the, the Salkin Week, you won that Salkin Week. Uh, is was that in that boat? Uh, it was, yeah, yeah, it was. I've, yeah, we've won that 
three times i think but the, the last time was in yeah in that boat yeah yeah which is i'm assuming that's pretty <clears throat> flat water because i think i've seen a bit of footage of that and it's quite beautiful uh, scenery in the background there from you know and I had yeah, it really not- <clears throat> tied together that it was Merlin Rockets that I was watching at the time. I was just watching, I was going, oh, this is sailing past castles and forests and stuff. Is that right? <laughs> yeah, Sulcombe's amazing. Um, it's, a, well, it's a beautiful part of the world to start with. Um, and it's in one of those sort of old fjord estuaries, so like very steep hills, um, um, which means that people and spectators can sit on the hills and particularly at the start, you've got a very short start line because the water is actually not very wide um, and you've got 60 boats careering backwards and forwards when it's windy. It's pretty awesome spectators. You get you know hundreds of spectators lining and watching from from above and when it is windy, it's usually pretty exciting. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, and then you, you, when you get around the corner though, because it's an estuary with all these little fingers that go off, um, then yeah, in some places there's under a hill, there's not much wind and um, it, and there's a lot of tide so it can you know to win the week it is very unique but you have to be a really good all-round sailor and um and so it, it is very very unique and it's obviously one that Stu hasn't won either which is probably the only one he has <laughs> 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 yeah. no, not obviously because he's not a, he's not an all-round sailor <laughs> yeah that's it yeah. <laughs> me and uh, me and my mate christian Birrell, who uh, we bail it out quite often in the merlin and and neither is a Neither of us have won Sulcombe, and yeah, he's concentrating on the wrong things, the Olympics and SailGP and things. You've got to get your priorities right, Stu. Okay, so yeah. just, fuck that Olympic shit off. Let's now take it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, when I look at the boat, it, it looks like. Uh, it's a fairly easily driven hull, like, um, and it looks like it's a really good size for male-female combinations. And it looks like you have a lot of female skippers as well. Um, it looks like it's a good one for father-son, you know, mother-son, daughter, whatever combination. You know, like it, it's a real mix. It can. You you mentioned family before, but it looks like it's that perfect size for for doing exactly that. Yeah, well, you can you can sail with whoever, any size really. Any size? Small. I actually, I actually, um, when I was thirteen, crewed for a massive guy called Boris. (laughs) 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 Just the name Boris. I mean, just Boris is just a big name, isn't it? Really, (laughs) he's a big character. Big character. (laughs) 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 Boris Johnson. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, so just on that, Jay. Sorry, Jay. Just yeah. quickly, do within the class, do you do you do you have those sort of division segmentations? In other words, you can get an overall winner. Do you have mother daughter? Do you have father son? Do you have you know those sort of uh, divisions or prizes? Because ultimately, you're talking yeah, about there's everyone. prizes. Yeah, there's definitely prizes at the at the events. Um, yep. But it's all you know. It's all on. The, the beauty of it is everyone races together. Girls, yeah, boys, sure. family, race together. Like that. mm. But you know, it's thing. like it's like anything. If you've got a you got a you got a twelve year old daughter and a and a and a mother out there, it's just fantastic, right? It'd be good to yeah you know, yeah. You know, yeah, there's so, there's <clears throat> there's so many families to sail together. Um, I mean, when I started sailing, I was crewing for my dad, um, and then my mum started crewing for me. Um, oh, <laughs> now nice. I'm sailing with my daughter. Um, How'd that go? 
Yeah, <laughs> all, 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 a bit better with me and my mum. Me and my dad didn't do so well, I think. <laughs> uh, Simon, I'll just yeah. go back on that one. So, what era was your mum crewing with you? What, what, you know, what years? Were um, that? that would have been in the sort of mid to late nineties, something around then. Was that that was pre dreadlocks um, or in mid full, <laughs> full dreadlocks? Yeah, that would have been full dreadlocks. I think <laughs> at that stage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I was just trying. Uh, you've to... done your research. You've done your research. <laughs> mate, you, mate, you, I don't know if I don't know if you're a, you know into bar karate, but this guy he's a freak of research. <laughs> he carries ass like you got no idea. I'm waiting to see where he's going. Taxi, I reckon. He's <laughs> <laughs> no, nothing on me, no, mate. No dreadlocks. <laughs> no dreadlocks. <laughs> no dreadlocks. Definitely no dreadlocks. Um, yeah, no. I'm just intrigued because BP jumped on that, you know. Like I think we all we all jumped at just trying to imagine sailing with our mums around on the, <laughs> on the water, you know. Like no, yeah. I can't. It's just impossible to imagine. Not that we dislike our mums. It's just you know impossible <laughs> to imagine sort of thing. So it must. Uh, you can hear, you can always hear the uh, the husband and wife crews. Oh yeah, I bet you can. And I've got experience. Just, with just that. Like I this, know this exactly, like exactly how that is. The redness comes it's like down. Pure silence in the boat, or just it's either pure silence, and they're, they're trying not to look at each other, or uh, I, or there's a lot I, of uh, shouting going on. I do serious. still tell the story of sailing a taser with uh, with my girlfriend at the time, and I crossed the finish line on my own as a crew, <laughs> 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 and wondered why I was tacking. <laughs> She jumped off. She had enough. <laughs> uh, well, that is the joy of sailing uh, in so many ways. I- I'm intrigued. Um, you know, on some boats, you have most of the control lines going back to the skipper. You know, the speed controls. Some of them go to the forward. You know, when you got two people hiking, all control lines. You know, you can equally access them. When you know, when you got someone on trapeze, it's common sense. The skipper gets most of the control lines. On the on the Merlin Rockets, is that sort of is it all split? Like, are you needing a crew that's really good with tuning, or you're needing a skipper that can just do you leave the skipper to concentrate, and then the crew does all the rig tune? I'm just interested mm. if that sort of demarcation goes on the boat. Um, uh, well, I'll start with that one. Yeah. Uh, they, well, it, it, it's up, it's up to the two of you. It depended on on on. And who who really wants to do what? I mean, personally, with me, I, I had to touch everything. Didn't yeah. let the crew crew's there for hiking out. You you just stay out. <laughs> you out, there, you out. <laughs> yeah. Um, and and I, and I just I, you know I just tinker with anything. Uh, well, any excuse to not hiking. But um, yeah, I, I know people. A lot of good crews who you know they 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 like fiddling at the front and you just let them get on with it. And depending on whether you're a helm and you're happy for them to do that, then you crack on. But yeah, it's, it's definitely a, a job sharing job. Yeah. Mm. Well, not, not for me anyway. It's like, get your hands off. It's mine. Uh, yeah. Well, the, the, the power <laughs> of the right. sail maker. You've got to know your spot. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I guess taxi, we can take that a little further because in classes like what I imagine the Merlin rocket is, and I'll be honest, I've spent a lot of time looking at the photos and all the different control lines and, you know, looking at the rig structures and, and sails and the shapes. So I've, I've tried to get my head around what it would be like to sail one. The, the, joy, sorry, mate, <laughs> the joy of those sorts of boats is because they're so controllable, you know everything. Like you can jump on any other boat and go, okay, I know how this is going to behave because – you've got all those elements. When you've got a boat with all the elements, 
you know how to do everything because you've, you've got that, you know, like a, I hate to say it, I'll get a lot of grief here, but a 5 is exactly the same. You can control I was air. just about to go there, lad. So yeah. what he's do- doing here, he's actually setting himself up for a crew role at the next now. Because so, <laughs> <laughs> what he's doing is telling you that he knows everything about 5 No, no, I'm just saying that ability, you know, like if, if you make a change here, how it's going to affect the rest of the boat. Yeah. Right? It makes you a better sailor is what I was trying to get to because, you know, when you've got these boats with all those control lines, you make a change, you've got to analyse how it's going to make the, those differences. And I'm starting with you here on this one, Taxi. Like, is, do you agree with that or you think I'm just in it? Yeah, no, co- no, completely. I mean, you, you can, you, you know, you, you, you can dial into settings faster. And, you know, if the boat doesn't feel right, you change something. Whereas if you were sailing around in something like an Enterprise or a GP14, um, you know, you, you're stuck with a rig in the, in one place. You, you know, there's not much you can change apart from pull the kicker on or pull the Cunningham on. But yeah. with the Merlin, if it don't feel right, you can pull on a bit more rake. You can pull the centreboard up. Is that the difference between winning and losing? I mean, is it that tight? I mean, we're talking about yeah. you three guys are pretty... Yeah pretty efficient in your sailing i mean we're talking about uh, one boat length here one boat length there is it how close we are yeah if it, like certainly the windier it gets and that transition i mean you need to get in the merlin plane in a wind and you know if you're you if you end up we setting the rig up and you're a bit too overpowered you're just a bit high and slow whereas yep. somebody who's got it dialed in nicely they're they're low and fast and you know all of a sudden they've just gone around you but so it's yeah. you know it's important to get dialed in and a uh, but it, but it's, it's, you know, it's because you've got so much change. You can sometimes go past it, and you yep. can deepen well, yourself a bit too much, of it, isn't it? That, that's always yeah. been a, always been an issue with, uh, with these high controlled, high, highly controlled boats. That some people just take it too far. Yeah, and and it's still. I mean, I'm still a firm believer. You know, if if you put the time in, if you've gone and put 50 hours in more than anybody else, you're going to come out on top. So, you know, training and putting the hours in. It pays dividends in the long run, really. You can have all the controls you like, but, you know, I've seen a lot of sailors come in to the Merlin and with much simpler boats or more complicated boats, but at the end of the day, the guy that's putting the most hours tends to come out on top. So, So, Stu, from your perspective, you know, you you spend a lot of time in the the Merlins. Then you went to the 470s, which are reasonably controllable boats. There's a few control lines, not nowhere near... Same as the Merlin, then went to the 49er where there's bugger all, really. You've got to do all your setup on the shore. Did you just get dumber as you went along in the Olympics? <laughs> <laughs> you got greyer. <laughs> I got greyer. It's <laughs> <laughs> like there's no, a fair few oh, controls in the, oh, in the oh, sail degree. That was the Jordan classic. We'll put that in the best <laughs> of. <laughs> Yeah, you can try no, 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 back it. More accurate. I got more accurate. More accurate? Yeah, yeah I love it. <laughs> I love it. But no. more in tune with the surroundings, Stu, is what you're trying to say. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. You, no, but in all honesty, it's almost it can be an exercise in frustration when you're out there and you know you've got a, a five or eight knot change in wind strength or the conditions changing. You know what you have to do, but you can't change anything. You've just got to sail through it. You know, like. A, um, did you ever get frustrated or you just trained those boats so hard you were fine? Um, <clears throat> no, in the 470 and 49, you mean? like In the 49, yeah, you, you can't change stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, you just, I mean, you, you can change stuff. It's just your technique and yep. your sail trim ra- rather than pulling on bits of rope. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's almost good for your sailing that you get a bit of both, you know? Yep. Yeah, I agree with that. You got to stick with what you got and deal with it. And sometimes you can change everything, and you know it's, it's 
kind of building you up as a sailor as an all-rounder, like you say. Yep. Yeah. Um, so, obviously, each of you guys have all sailed different boats. You know, I know, Simon, you've been doing some SB stuff and taxi you're off to do um, the OK World. And, Stu, you're obviously sailing sail GP, so you're in the 50s. Um, do you think the Merlin Rocket actually is fundamental to that success? Like, do you guys reckon um, – I'll start with you on this one, Simon. Do you reckon that has actually helped you in your sailing careers? I think it really has, yeah. I mean, I, um, most recently I've been sailing um, down here, in Melbourne at the moment, um, on, on a Melge's IC37. Um, oh, yeah. Abrams one. Um, and we had it was out the weekend and it was um, a day from the north, so the, you know, the wind was sort of really fluky and <laughs> gusty and really shifty and not much sea state. And, and I was thinking as we were sailing that boat, you know, upwind, um, that it's actually quite like sailing Merlin, really, <laughs> a bit bigger. Um, <laughs> uh, and, yeah, and, you know, picking all the shifts, fast. just keep it going fast, keep it planning, um, and, uh, yeah, and all the shifts. And, yeah, so and yeah, so I think that when, you know, sailing a Merlin in conditions like that, it, it, it really helps. Um, and because you're sort of sailing in all these different places, all these different conditions, um, yeah, when you are in a race that has a lot of different conditions, it really helps, I think. Yeah, and so taxi to take that a little bit further, mate. You, you're talking about um, working with mask manufacturers. So, from a sailmaker perspective, that would that ability to experiment would actually, um, you know, that would actually add to your value, I reckon, in your role as a sailmaker. Yeah. Oh yeah, without a doubt. Yeah. Um, yeah, you got to try and cover all bases and just yeah, you know, working with mask manufacturers and 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 just even even the development through the Merlin and you know different fall designs fit out it just makes you more of a rounded you appreciate what controls do why they do it you know and and when you jump from one class to another you go you jump in you're like oh, i can't really pull the kicker on correctly or this traveler's <laughs> not quite in the right place you you quickly like you fall back onto your merlin experience and you're like ah, well we did this in the merlin and this worked and yeah. i think with a because the merlin has such a has had such a um uh, a huge uh, overhaul and and a lot of people looking at it and trying to make it go fast you know it's got a lot of clever things on it yeah uh, and 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 just been refined i mean it's a very well refined boat and i think that's why you know we like sailing it because you can just hop in it and it it talks to you and you can and 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 also you know you you're also sailing against some of the best people in the UK. We get such good sailors. I mean, the, the top ten can be just all full of national champions, world champions, yeah. Olympians, and 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 that has been throughout its whole its whole life. I mean, you look at Alan Warren uh, and Pat Blake. You know, people that have been at the top level for such a long time, and you know, you get to go and sit on a race course uh, with those guys. I mean, you know, what other sport can you can you? We you say know, that often. Can, we say that quite often. Go, go and sit on a start line with an Olympian is, you know, and, and have banter around a racetrack. It's, I mean, that's what it's all about, isn't it? It is. It is. And so just, just to further on that, uh, sorry, Jay, you, uh, Taxi, you, you're coming to do the OKs. How do you, how do you transition yourself from uh, not hiking because you're telling your crew to get out there to you having to hike <laughs> <Yeah>. now? <laughs> well, because I, I can what? tell you, mate, I did a couple of OKs down here in Dremoyne Sailing Club a couple of weeks ago, and uh, they're trying to get me to go up there, but uh, they, I'm not. I'm just not into it. That's too well. Yeah. It's for, I like my, more. My background is more single handed, actually, more than anything. Yeah. So for me to jump in to a double lander, I find a bit harder. 
you know you stick a jib in front of the uh, in front of the mainsail and it, it, it i kind of lose that peripheral you know it's just oh. you kind of get <laughs> wow. lost and you end up having to talk to your crew whereas once i jump into a single hander i feel way more comfortable so you know for me to go <laughs> to a double hander I, it takes me a lot longer so to get used to it but in the single hander it's yeah, it feels it feels a lot easier and you've got no one to blame apart from yourself well, I hope you haven't been lazy and not training because I can tell you right now, the boys down here have been putting a lot of work in and well, they are yeah, super to, fit, yeah. mate. They're super Jack fit. <laughs> What's that, you? Don't listen to him. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I'm sorry, sorry, mate. I've been in Australia yeah. before. <laughs> oh, no, no, mate, I'm just saying. I'm just a because, issue with a container. Yeah. All right, yeah. Yeah, we're not, we're not sure whether – well, we think that they both should be delivered this weekend, but um, – Right, it's not. It hasn't been a guarantee. They've been sat in Sydney for two weeks. Uh, yeah, oh, there's there's something going on with uh, one of the, the shipping yards. Uh, so apologies if that's caught you guys up. That that is not good. Um, Fingers crossed, no. But I think I think the I think the uh, the, the Aussies up in, in Brisbane are, are you know trying to pull out all the stops and uh, we'll get yeah. we'll get sailing. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, all right. So back to back to the Merlin. Um, what size? What size uh, sails are we talking? Uh, what's the? So I think like under for the main jib, you I think it's around about ten. Ten, I think it's like a two point eight three meter jib with yeah. you know, the main sail to go with it. It's interesting actually. You can you can actually go bigger, so you you can actually go slightly taller. But the way that the ratio, so so you can have uh, a really tall rig in it. So a lot of the river boats have. Um, uh, you know, I can't remember what it is, how, how tall the rig is now off the top of my head, but you can have a really tall rig, but the punishment is it's got to be short on the foot, so you end up with a real high aspect. High aspect, yeah. High aspect, yeah. But, if, but if you kind of come down, so so roughly the luff length on a on the mainsail now is around about 5.7, roughly, yep. um, with a two two and a half metre foot. And but as you come down, as you come down and the, and the mast and, the, and the, uh, the mast gets shorter, you actually get penalised a little bit on total sail area, sail area which is right. quite interesting but we've all kind of settled that around you know the loft length of about 5.7 and a, and a foot around 2.5 and that's kind of that's been the norm really for the last 20 years i'd say i was going to say because box rules you know we see it all the time they do end up in a little corner you know where yeah. you know, there's little slight changes but as you say it's been pretty settled for a while um you know there are there and are like, people like simon who like to push the boundaries a bit on his bow and, uh, and stern but you know but yeah. in general in general it's it's pretty it's pretty sort of cornered yeah yeah no i mean it's, it's good though i mean i think like like i said you know people are starting to play around with a 3.12 jib but you literally like moving like half a meter of cloth from the mainsail to the to the top of yeah. the jib and yeah it has the advantages in some breeze and disadvantages in other but yeah. you know yeah. Um, but you wouldn't know because you're normally a single-handed, so you know, like you, you don't understand what yeah. a jib does yet. Yeah, no, no, I don't know. Yeah, just, just, <laughs> it's just smoke and mirrors to me, mate. <laughs> Pull it on, mate. <laughs> yeah. Hey, it's not that hard. <laughs> we haven't even talked about spinnakers yet. Um, what yeah. about the the foils? Like, is it a daggerboard or is it a centerboard? Centerboard. It's a it's a centerboard. Centerboard. Yeah. Yeah. Great centerboard. Yeah. yeah. Because when you were saying before, rake, you, rake centerboard. Yeah, so rakes. Yeah, sorry, you can rake it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. And so obviously you can uh, lift it. So as it gets windy, you can reduce it a little bit. You were talking about being able to lift it, so it's on a little the your your pivot pin is on a little crane system, and you can just lift it up. Um, 
<laughs> yeah, pause it yeah, for and ask. Rather than up, we um, rake it back. Oh, you just rake yeah. it. Oh, okay. You're only doing yeah, simple stuff. Do you like Jonathan yeah, Livingston yeah. Seagull, mate. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Sorry, I, I I was just being a little cheeky. Get rid of get rid of some wingspan, but because on a five o, you know, you can lift it, you can rake it, you, it jibes, and you can add twist as well. So I was just just I'm waiting for you guys to catch up. We'll just wait on that one. No, John Turner. There's, to be fair, John Turner, he's he's putting a, a jibing board, and uh, I mean it's it, it's funny because like there's a lot of chat between whether a jibing board or we've had trim tab centre boards in there, and. I don't know. You, you obviously look at the five O, and it's a smooth skin boat, isn't it? And and obviously that yep. goes sideways quite quickly. Yep. So uh, a jibing board definitely shows that it works quite with well. With the clinker, it, yeah, that's in a Merlin, yeah, with a clinker because it's it just got a, it's got a little bit more grip sideways. Bit, bit of grab, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, you you would, you would assume that the a jibing board or a trim tab would make actually more difference, but it it, it doesn't seem to show up as much, or, got or maybe. We just haven't put enough time into it. I know yeah. the five O's and the, the American guys, they put a hell of a lot of time into um, four sizes and stuff. Yeah. You've got so, to be able to lock your jibing board so when you go downwind, it's, it doesn't jibe. That's, you lose too much yeah. speed, so you've got to actually build a little system that does that. Um, but I'm interested with the clinker element to it. Um, maybe, Stuart Simon, you can come in here on this. Do you, you would have to be deadly accurate with your... your uh, your side-to-side trim, like you wouldn't want to, because mm. you can get a lot of drag mm. off surfaces like that. So I'm assuming you you'd be ruthlessly accurate with how uh, how little you let the boat heal. You'd keep it dead flat, I'm assuming, or slightly to windward or slightly lowered, however the boat likes to sail. But you don't want to be dragging too many of those uh, clinkers in the water. Is that the way? To, is that the right term? Yeah, I don't know why. It's like a chocolate. <laughs> yeah, over it. yeah, you don't want clinkers on the starboard bow, <laughs> mate. A lull- it's a lolly over here. <laughs> Uh, you're absolutely right. <laughs> yeah, sorry, Sam. I, I, well, I was just going to say, you're absolutely right. I think they need to be sailed very, very flat. Um, and, uh, yeah, on the sea, obviously, it's a bit harder, especially when you're hiking out and your crew's not hiking out with his bum out the water enough. So they <laughs> 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 tend to sail with a bit of a heel. Um, yeah, and then it's really slow. So, yeah, no, it's really, really important to keep it flat. Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> it, it, it just seems like that. So from the perspective of... Uh, degree of difficulty like if you say there's people listening to this right and they go oh this sounds too complex i mean the one thing i'll say is when you've got really complex systems on a boat what you do is you set the boat up and then when you're sailing you hardly touch anything you know you've got you go to it might be vang what you guys call kicker um might be side stay it might be you know might be something but it's very little change but you you can change it up until the start um if you're a sort of person thinking about getting a Merlin, are they a hard boat to sail? Like, are they tippy? Are they uh, tweaky? You know, like, where do they fit? Uh, I'll start with you, Stu, I think, because we haven't heard from you, and you know. Yeah, I think they are. They're not super easy to sail, and especially in some waves, um, you know, you could easily make the bow, because it's so narrow and pointed, turn into the rudder. <laughs> if you skip it into a wave and then you, you know you spear it in and capsize so I, w- I wouldn't say they're super easy but you know if you know that's, you know they're also beautiful to sail you know if you get your weight back enough you know they're really wide so you've got lots of writing moment the hiking position actually uh, <laughs> it's, qu- it's quite a comfortable hiking position if that makes sense yep. it's, it's like it's got a really nice gunnel that molds around your legs not like a laser or 
something like that. So, yeah, in that respect, they're they're beautiful boats to sail. But uh, yeah, I wouldn't say they're, they're for complete beginners. They're quite wide as well. So I know a few of my mates, Luke Patience, for example. <laughs> He actually struggled to helm on because he's so short, he can't, he ah. can't pack very well. <laughs> <laughs> he needs a step. Takes him a while to get from side to side, you reckon? Yeah, he needs to uh, get a hiking stick and, uh, yeah, to get his roll tax in. That's funny. Um, That's funny. Yeah, yeah, okay. But, I mean, you've you got to you got to look at the amount of people sailing it, Jay, and uh, it's obviously super successful. So, you know, there's obviously the, there's obviously the upper echelon of performance, you know, there's probably the you know, 10, 20 or 30 people that are, you know, pushing that element. But there's that the element of social sailing, which I think is probably the key to the class. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. also to touch on as well is we have, we've also got, um, you know, even some, a lot of the vintage boats are still racing and there's yeah. a vintage mm. circuit. So you're getting, you're getting people still yachting around in on the old boats and they're, they're you know, that they're, they're off the width of what the modern Berlins are. And then, um, and then, you know, you've got people sailing on the river and, what they call it, banger racing on the river. Uh, just pick up the old boats and uh, just go smashing them around the river and you you know, have a great time. So, you know, there's Merlins for everybody. Merlins. Simon, have you got any of your uh, old family's boats still out there sailing? <clears throat> yeah, yeah. No, so I think in our family, we've probably got four Merlins, ranging from the traditional ones that race the Thames circuit and the vintage um, classes, and then, yeah, to the more modern ones. Um, my one sat in the field at my parents' house. It gets sailed once a year when I come back from Sokomono Rocket Week. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just one of those things, you know, it'd be just awesome to see, you know, yeah. the, these old classes that have been around for, you know, 100 years or so, to see a 100-year-old boat rocking up at a national championships. I think it'd be super cool. Yeah, well, you do. I was in your boat, Simon. I keep threatening to... I keep threatening to bring it back to Australia. I think maybe I might do that. Yeah, <laughs> Shipping table and bring it back here. Yeah, <clears throat> maybe one day. Because um, you guys yeah. over there got something similar, haven't you? you got, is it the NS, NS14? So an NS14, NS14. yeah, that's a, a development class. Yeah. And then you've got one, so basically you can run an NS as an MG14, which has a kite on it and a trapeze. Um, but the NS looks a, a little bit like a Merlin, you know, it's very pointy bow and quite flared and wide and super efficient hull, really like easily mm. driven, uh, high spec wing mast. Um, and but then the MGs tend to be more of a fixed mast and, um, yeah, just run an assy spinnaker on them. Um, so yeah, they, they, I was thinking about them a little bit as we've been talking, um, but yeah, um, but they're not clinker though, are they? No, no, are they? No, no. no. So a taser, a taser is actually uh, a one design NS14 from about the seventies or eighties or something. It really was. The, well, tasers, tasers are big in the UK as well. So I mean, yeah, you know, so you know, taser. that's basically come from an NS14 sort of structure. So Northbridge Senior 14 is what an NS means. Um, okay. Uh, the budget, if you're looking to buy, you know, a flash new boat, uh, this is probably. <laughs> You know, I don't know who to ask this one, but, you know, what – or if you're looking, you know, somebody's going, oh, yeah, I'm fired up. I want to come in and try the class. You know, I want a pretty competitive boat. What what am I going to be spending? 10K, 10K upwards. And pounds. That's, that's pounds, not yeah. pounds. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that's a big difference for us. Pretend money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> it's a big difference. No, but no, it makes sense. No, that's that, that's about – you know, that's a that's a pretty a fair hey, budget, so you get in there. 20K Aussie, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like that. yeah. Does yeah. the pound yeah. have Charles on it now? Is it still Liz? Who's, who's on the pound? Still... 
<laughs> Don't ask me. I'm in Melbourne. Yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> oh, I've got no money. <laughs> no, I, I, read, I read on the front page of Woman's Weekly today that he's abdicated. Oh. <laughs> um, isn't that the truth? Uh, so, Woman's so, Weekly, isn't that the truth, uh, magazine? So 10,000 pounds. 10,000 pounds competitive boat. Yeah, yeah. I mean the new the new boats, the new boats are expensive, but they they can last like fifteen years. I mean, how old's your boat? Winning nationals in like how old is it? Oh, it's it's actually downstairs. Uh, the the guy I sold it to is uh, having some work done, and he's uh, and Biggs are doing some work downstairs, and that's I had that new in two thousand and six. I think I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and sold so, it in sold it at when it was about well when was lockdown twenty twenty. That's when yeah. I sold it. Yeah. And what are they? What's, are they the, like, build, what's the build? Yeah. Now of them. I mean, are we talking foam sandwich now, or is it where we're at with yeah. those things? Or yep, yep, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's got to be a glass hull. Uh, yeah. Glass hull, but you can have carbon decks. So. Okay. Oh, okay. And okay. the resin system, like, are you doing polyesters or epoxies or what? Or vinyl? Epoxy, yeah, full epoxy, epoxy yeah. yeah. Yeah, cool. So yeah. they will last. Absolutely, will last. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Copy. Yeah, definitely. Especially with those clinkers. You know, those lines in them, you know, that's got to get clinkers. I love the way you call them clinkers. I don't know what else to call it, those planks, you know, the pretend planks. That'll give it some structural strength, you know. It wouldn't flex as much. You wouldn't get that. Like when you're going upwind in a fin and you hit a wave and the whole fin goes, like you can see the thing pump, you know, Like, but you wouldn't get that on those boats at all sort of thing. Nah. Uh, very stiff. Yeah. Even when the two of you are hanging out the back corner, it's you get a little bit of twist, but not. I love it. Not massive amount. Love it. Sitting on the yeah. lap with your friend, you know. It's two grown, two grown men getting a hug on the back of a boat, you know. It's, it's, just, it's just wonderful experience. <laughs> Special moments, mate. Uh, Simon, if you brought one down to, to Port Phillip Bay, mate, you'd be you'd have to put an extension out the back because there's some of that little short, steep chop there. She might go straight in. Yeah, well, have you sailed at Whistable? Oh, okay. <laughs> it's about the same. <laughs> it's the same thing. It's about the same. Yeah, no. Um, yeah, no, pretty used to sailing in short chop. And yes, you need to get back. Right back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right Copy. back. Copy. Yeah. But um, yeah, but that, I mean, that, they, they still sail in that kind of stuff really well. Um, a bit harder to sail sometimes, but yeah, that, 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 they'll, they'll go through the chop here really well in, in Port Phillip Bay. Um, the other thing, of course, we haven't mentioned Spinnaker. So Spinnaker, it's a double pole system. So it's just a, a self-launching pole. Well, not self. You've got to get the monkey at the front too, which is you know a good-looking person normally um, at the front with a big head. Yeah, with a big head to pull the pole out, <laughs> let the pole off, go out the other side. So, um, so you know, Spinnaker, you're hanging on, just racing off downwind. Can I ask? Um, every class has something unique about it. And you can all answer this one, see if you've got different answers. But uh, I'll start with you, Stu, just because you're top of screen. What is something uniquely Merlin Rockets, you know, um, that everyone goes, oh, that's the Merlin Rockets? You know, whether it's the way you sailed it or the way you, you know, you have your parties. Not allowed to sail, not allowed to say clinkers either. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, I mean, we've. We've talked a lot about the boats, and, and I do love the boats. But for me, the Merlin, the unique thing about the Merlin is is the class and the people, mm-hmm. diversity, the different ages. For me, that's, you know, the social side. That's what keeps driving me back. There's other boats, you know, great boats in the UK, but not with that kind of homeliness to the class that it has um, and the people around it. So that's that's certainly the unique thing for me. 
Yeah, okay. sausage sizzles and mums making sandwiches, eh? It doesn't yeah, have to be exactly mum's BP. Guy. It can be anyone. <laughs> Modern world, it, mate. <laughs> oh. You're on the sausage sizzle last I'm a, week. I'm, a, I'm the sausage sizzler, yeah. mate. Yeah. yeah. Uh, t- t- if we say sausage sizzle, do you, do you – I know Simon's going to know exactly what a sausage sizzle. Do you boys know what we're talking about when we say <laughs> sausage sizzle? I don't have any idea. <clears throat> nah. uh, I, no idea. I'm guessing a barbecue with sausages on it. You got it, bro. Pretty close. There's a, a key element they need, but how good's a sausage sizzle, Simon? Yeah, it's it's pretty good. In the UK, you have a ba- what like a bacon bat before oh, you go racing. Yeah. That's the equivalent. Yeah, yeah, same animal. Yeah, <laughs> different part of the world. Yeah. <laughs> bat. Bacon sandwich, Jay. Yeah, uh, bacon sanger. Um, anyway, it's Taxi's uh, turn. So, what what is unique about for you about the uh, the Merlin? Oh man, <clears throat> Stewie's kind of. Nobody there, really. He has, yeah. He, I mean, it, yeah. Well, he's I get that. Um, I think that's. I think that's a super cool thing for a class to have. Yeah, I mean, the, you know, the socials on the evenings. I mean, yeah, there's, there's been many times where all three of us have been there till the dying end uh, and not trying to find the after party. Um, <laughs> Listening but, to a bit of Nirvana and just, uh, bang, oh, you know, head banging in the front row. You reckon? <laughs> yeah, I mean, we've, you know, I've been in part of like house parties at Sulcum where. You've even got like some of the old guys who are like in the seventies coming and they're dancing on their uh, dancing on the living room table, <laughs> like two o'clock in the morning. And we've got to go sailing the next day. I love, um, it. I love it. Yeah, we love a house party. And there's a, there's one guy, Dan. He uh, when we're at Solcombe, if there's a house party, he's just got this thing where he you know he can't come through the front door. He's got to go through the window, and he. <laughs> It's just like he always leaves through the window, doesn't he? He enters and leaves through the window, and you just got characters like that. And and I think like you've got these. And and the funny thing is, is like you then you start you find out what these characters are, and then they're like lawyers and people. Yeah, lawyers. You just like brain surgeons. (laughs) Yeah, and they're just letting their hair down. And um, yeah, the the social side of it is quality. And then you know to top it off, the boat's just fully refined and it's just a nice bit of kit i dare say simon you're probably going to say the same yeah i think i think um i mean the only thing that's missing is is the caliber of the sailing as well i mean you do get sailing against people like stewie and taxi um and you know really the top people in the uk um will come to some of these events so you get you know an amazing social and then just to say also around a similar theme to what they they were saying that the family side of it is um it's something probably I miss the most living here um, in, yep. in, in Australia. And obviously, I miss my family back home, but I miss the sort of Merlin family, you know, immensely as well. It's some of the relationships that you have with the whole class are things you'll have forever, I think. Um, so it's one of those classes that's really unique, I would say. And, and everyone really cares for each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I, I've got a note here that was sent to me. Um, you went. From Tokyo, Stu, I think, to the Merlin Nationals to helm mm-hmm. a boat. And um, they, the class, they let you put the Olympic rings on because you've got the gold medal, put the Olympic rings on your mainsail. And uh, there was some cap, someone saying, well done on winning the warm-up regatta. You know, it's just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think Pax is a man to blame for that, the old Olympic rings. But, yeah, gold Olympic mm. rings is pretty cool. Yeah, that's, that's nice. Um, Look out for the gold letterbox, mate. So I guess <laughs> yeah. if um, if somebody's listening in, and there's a lot of people listening in who are mm. keen on thinking, oh, you know, you guys sound like a, a good bunch of people. 
because I think you're right. What you've said about the social element—that's why we go sailing, you know, just to have those, uh, you know, shared interests and a lot of laughs. Um, somebody's interested. How would they find out more about the class, or who should they approach? Like, is is there someone that they should approach, or go to the website? What what should they do? I think it probably is the website. Yeah, I mean, there's a, a proper website online and and um, Facebook pages and stuff like that. So yeah, go and look and read. I'm 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 sure there'll be contact details on there to get get in touch with someone to get you started or give one of us free shout. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they've got a pretty good website and a very active sort of Facebook page. Um, uh, yeah, so yeah, one of us, um, they've got a class, um, class representatives that could all be found on the website as well. So I think contact any of those. Yeah. You'll, you'll, you'll work it out. Yeah. I think Rob Allen did a lot of work to, to raise awareness. He didn't let us slack off on uh, getting the uh, Merlin on board. And um, I think Lou Johnson does a bit of publicity for you guys. But, yeah, the website, uh, Merlin Rocket, is it's just search Merlin Rocket and it'll come up. It's the easiest way. But yeah. Yeah. they look cool, boys. They, they genuinely look cool. Like I've always looked at them and gone, yeah, no, these look like a lot of fun. And decent-sized fleets, as you say, in all different – venues i think that's the other thing that you guys you mentioned it at the start but i reckon that's pretty critical you know that all-round sailing ability you know like sailing on a lake versus sailing in the middle of a a short choppy sea or whatever makes a you know diverse experience and sailing with your friends you know that's that's the other thing so talk about friends my good mate gareth griffiths is uh has uh, been banging on about the Merlin Rockets for years. He's been talking about that when I've been sailing with him over the years. So that was my first introduction to the boat. Very cool. Um, on, Gus, Danny Livingston. Take your challenge to uh, come and do Sulcan Week one year. Yeah. Mm. What's, how's, how's yeah. that sound? Yeah, no, I'm in. A hundred percent. We'll be in. from Australia, but I promise you it'll be worth the trip. Oh, we'll be in. in. Yeah, no, Sorkin. So we're going ice boating. Just saying, we've got quite a list of things we're doing. BP's sailing and sail GP. But um, I I really am interested in Sorkin. So you might be 121 entries one year because it'll be late notice, but we'll... Uh, it looks beautiful. The photos look beautiful. Thing and so- is with thing is with Jay. I mean, he's he's what he considers a normal sized human being. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a definition of what he considers and what the general public considers. So let's just yeah, he's, a, he's not a small yeah. man. Yeah, and if I yeah. smack your head into the boom, it may destroy your boom because it's quite a sizable head. <laughs> 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 Had to find you a small group. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, mate, I'd love um, to do it. I'd love to get up there and have, give them a crack. They look like a fun boat for sure. So, for the listeners, Solcom Week is S A L C O M B E. Have a bit of a Google on that one um, because it is quite beautiful. And there's some great video and stuff come from it because, as Simon said, you know, it's got that the cliff tops and everyone's looking down and it's it just looks super cool. Super, super cool. So. Um, yeah, on a really windy day from the southwest, um, the wind funnels up the estuary, and the, so the boats coming downwind have to jibe pretty much where all the spectators are, and it is really good spectating. Ah, cool. <laughs> cool. There's a lot of big wipeouts. Well, I love it. And you all get to offer advice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, just shut your eyes, I think. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that's, that's how most of us do it. Yeah. I, I just got visions, you know, like if that was in Oz, the spectators would be offering quite significant amounts of. Uh, advice as you came in to drive, you know, really trying to throw you. <laughs> oh, yeah, get that. You get, that, get, you get that. 
you get everybody in like a little put put boat following you around, going, "Ooh, I wouldn't attack their taxi." Not how I would do it, tax. Come on, yeah. mate. You know, you know who's Simon's paid for those people to do that. You know, like that yeah. banter. <laughs> so, yeah, probably us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That banter throwing you off. We love that. That's that's critical oh, part ban- of something. Banter is our big thing on bar karate. So we actually are bring back the banter. Yeah, yeah. Um, so one of our t-shirts. Maybe maybe that's what we should do. Is yeah. some, oh, we'll uh, definitely come join the Merlin. There's plenty of that. Get some Merlin banter. Going, I think oh, it'll be good. I, I think. All right. You know, we should send Fritz up because Fritz would just—he oh. would just be hilarious in that class. I reckon you, you guys would, would just it. be going, "Who's this, Fritz. this guy?" Yes, he is German, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> well, so Stu now, you know, Fritz and Schnitter—they yeah. could sail together. <laughs> we'll explain in a minute, boys. We'll explain. Hey, gentlemen, um, thanks for taking the time. Great fun chatting about a cool boat. Um, yeah. And uh, hopefully you get a few people knock on the door and, and come and have a go. Um, but yeah, yeah, thanks for taking the time and joining us here on Barker Eighty, boys. Yeah, yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah. Thanks for having us. Yeah, you're on your legends. Well done. Good luck. <clears throat> Cheers. Thank you. Jeez, lads, great conversation. Fantastic conversation. Huge. I'm super. Like we've all got invites to go uh, and sail the boat, which is uh, definite. Uh, we're definitely on the cards. A hundred percent in my wheelhouse. I'll be doing that. That and ice boating. I reckon. Um, well, we're going okay. I, going? I must admit that uh, um, when um, when well, we recorded a while ago, but uh, there's been lots of lots of banter back and forward. And uh, the base is in Livington, and um, I'm, I'm looking at being there in a couple of weeks. So oh. I've got my boat all organised. BP, going to go and do the spring, 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 uh, spring season. Uh, well, hey, maybe s- BP, you could set up in your room there in your new apartment huh. all the strings. Just go oh. buy a bunch of different coloured oh, strings so you can practice all the three mil stuff. Just <laughs> yeah, get my, little, get my needle and splice away. We're gonna have to get we're gonna have to get Luigi on the show soon, Bicey. Now that you're in Italy, we're gonna have to you know um, if we're gonna talk oh. strings, we might have to get Luigi, Luigi on the Luigi show. Luigi we need some rope smithing. Sure. <laughs> yeah, oh, some rope smithing. We need a rope smithing session. That's for sure. Now, BP, you said, as you said, you, you've got your boat lined up. You're going for a sail. The concern oh. I have, given mm. what we've seen this last few weeks, oh. is how much power has the reverse curse got? Because oh. it, we've just talked about a whole class of sailing boats, right? So, does the whole class get the reverse curse? Because, well, as we win. saw, um. Stu Bithell, who's sailing for the German Sail GP team, literally as we published his um, interview last week, Episode literally last the week, second yeah. I published, they win that heat. Like I was, oh, win the heat, win bang straight away. Um, and now we've yeah. just how do, how do we how do we stop this thing? How do we stop it? Well, we got to we got to add some more evidence because we just watched the OK Worlds in sunny Queensland, which and we're going to talk about. But taxi, we had to bring it up now. Taxi, yeah. Into second overall and very close to, you know, had a real shot at winning the thing going into the last day. So, um, I mean, it could be we're a dead saying, We're not saying that uh, the reverse curse can win you, a, win you an event, but I can tell you what, coming second in the world in the OK in that fleet. It was a good fleet. We'll talk you about it later. You know what needs to happen? They need to have a yardstick race. On <laughs> the reverse the curse yardstick race. <laughs> and see if the Merlin rocket gets up over everyone else. That would be the <laughs> ultimate tester. <laughs> I love it. I love Does it. anyone else know what a yardstick race is? <laughs> oh, yeah, the, uh, I think a lot of people do. I anyway. think the last time there was a like, yardstick race was Largs Bay Sailing Club 1993. <laughs> I was going to say, it would have been 1993, Largs Bay Sailing Club. I love it. I Remember love it. it well. 
remember it well. Uh, laser, um, the laser against the laser against the heron. Very cool, uh, boys. With all this travel, um, we've been on aeroplanes a lot, and one thing that has been very evident is aeroplane food sucks. Let's been stuck in airports. Aeroplane food sucks, but we may have found the solution. BP. No, I've well, got it. Oh, yeah. Bicey's on Bicey's it. Bicey's just Bicey's got it as well. Tight asses. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know about you blokes, plebs down the back, but oh. I, I get it pretty good. <laughs> yeah, you do get it pretty good. But unfortunately, uh, I've got to pay for my flights and uh, I, I can only apply for upgrades. No, I, I actually, just before we go into I just I sent a uh, message to one of my work colleagues and said, fuck, I've just dropped another 50,000 points to be upgraded. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I've got that, nothing oh. left. No, nothing. no, no question, no question. But no good but holding on. Go what on. did old BP do? And I'm sure Bicey's thought about it. But mm-hmm. um, I, uh, I decided to whack a few radics in me, uh, in me carry on, and um, gave that a whirl. And what do you uh, do? I just ask for a bit of hot water. Well, flying or... Qantas, of course. Uh, That's all you get. Row seventy-two D. Seventy-two D. I wandered down the back into the free feed area where you get the Kit Kats and the uh, and the Sayo biscuits. Yeah. And I asked for some milk, <laughs> and I had some breakfast a uh, couple of times, and oh. um, munched myself, my, munched my way through a couple of banana packs, and uh, oh, mate, on fire! Yeah, oh, mate, a, next, next step is taking, getting some hot water, doing it, oh, just creating the the waft of the korma curry <laughs> through having it. Oh, having an Indian curry next to the bloke yeah. who's having oh. that terrible bloody vegetarian meal. Love yeah. it. I love it. No, I mean, in all honesty. You know, all despite you know, the it's partnership. It's a good idea. It's a brilliant idea. It is genuinely the right way to travel. Uh, um, my wife, she won't eat any of the airline food, so the radix on board for her is the solution. You know, like, and you guys, it's it's the way to go. It's very good. If, uh, of course, you want to try that, just go to Radix Nutrition, jump on their website, order, and use the discount code BARKARADI, and we'll give you a and discount on us. Yeah, and on top of that, get a long-haul trip from, say, wherever you are to the other side of the world and give it a go. Yeah. Give it a crack. Give it a crack. Easy. Give it a crack. It's just a test, a Radix test. You're not going on holiday. You're going to fly straight back. Okay, boys. What have we got? Move on. Moving on. Other news. Um, Right. There's a lot, I I guess, events. There's plenty on at the moment. There's a few events that have opened up. I'll just list them. So Brisbane to Hamo Yacht Race is open for entry. So that's an important one as a lead into Hamo Race Week, which I think plenty of people are interested. I noticed Middle Sea Race is now open for entries. I see the Newport to Bermuda is starting to plan. That's around the middle of the year. Um, on the other side of the scale, BP coming in in a sec, Brisbane to Gladstone, the entries you close off on Monday the 11th, 5pm, so just be on to that. Malang Gua, Gua Malang. Entries close off on Wednesday. So if you haven't got your entries in, in, get it done. And then, of course, there's a little event coming up, the 49er Worlds in Lanzarote this week. Okay, BP, you're urgent. Your your finger's up. What's up, buddy? Sydney to Auckland has just been announced. Oh, it's on. Prince Alfred. Yes. Back to Auckland the first year. An extreme successful. 2025. Um. So that's just come on board. So anyone in this region looking at doing a, a damn cool race, which I think has got a huge future, is the Sydney to Auckland Yacht Race. Yeah, well, Barker has been promoting for 
day one, so we're, we're into that. Sure, you're going to be doing it in a X2 BP. Ooh. Well, it depends if I stop in Hawaii in the Pack Cup or just keep going. You know, get across the line, get the trophy, mm-hmm. and then keep going and bring it down here. Mm. Just keep going. I like it. Mm. Yep. I love it. Love it. Cool, cool, cool. Um, should we go on to listener of the week, gentlemen? Yes. Okay. Yep. So the Jack Lloyd listener of the week, and remember this uh, every month, and this is the the week, the monthly winner. Of the Jack Lloyd Listener of the Week presented by Vicobi. Our friends at Vicobi are making some fantastic gear. I've been watching. I've seen it all going around, all the trap belts, the new trap belts going around in the 18th skiff fleet. Uh, the winner will get a $200 Aussie voucher from our friends at Vicobi. So uh, for the best email. And it's easy. Just send them in at cheers at barkerati.com and we'll take everything. And we look at all different themes when we choose. As an example... Um, mm. The two emails that we liked this week that came in were um, about embracing the Barkerati culture. I think that's what I responded to. So we had a couple of emails. One was from our sergeant. I've got to dig him up. I'd be normally would be more prepared. And then the other one was up. from Chris Gillingham. I've got Chris's ready to go. Um, so Chris, he, he wrote in, loving the show on my weekly commute to the office. Thanks for the great interviews. Looking forward to seeing more of the Radix range in the UK. Um, now he Which, has by set, the way, is happening. Yes, great. He's an X505 crew. <laughs> He's into the Radix. <laughs> is that why? It's not nothing to do with Radix. <laughs> no, no, and he sent a whole bunch of pictures through and, and of him enjoying the Radix, which is the, and he's got a um, – He's got a, a Mount Gay rum hat on, you know, he's from the hot rum regatta in 2010, so he's, he's a, I like it, I like the, you know, it was a simple email. Um, what I like oh, is, is mate, is this association is bloody, with sailing. This is bloody rigged, I tell you. <laughs> yeah. 505 crew, Mount Gay, I bet yeah. you're having one of your little nice super duper J-Dog Mount Gays now. It's rigged, I tell you. It's rigged, rigged, <laughs> rigged. Well, the other one's another one. Uh, just a nice one. This is the Al Sergeant one. Hi from San Francisco. Okay. Yeah. Thought I'd share a short video of some actual bar karate from the US Olympic trials in Ilkers. In this, ah. you see two guys discussing a wipeout during a 30, uh, 25 to 30 knot squall we had in Miami um, and using, you know, using bar karate to describe it. Uh, thanks for all you do. Just listen to your podcast with the head of the Adelaide Sailing Club. I was there for the Masters Worlds, staying with Malcolm Higgins, who nice. knows you. The great Malcolm Higgins. Happy 60th birthday coming up in a few weeks, my friend. Um, and, uh, yeah, another nice email, right? So happy with that, boys? All good? No, I'm happy, but I don't know who's going to win it. I think they're Okay, well, that's for this week. The other one we did get, a late mail one, was on the Insta. Uh Old Finn Alexander, who was on just a few weeks ago, has sent through, and I've put it on, I put it on stories, uh, one of his mates on the island at Sail GP with an attractive young lady uh, using the bar karate. And I said, uh, the post was, you know, bar karate using to pick up uh, the opposite sex these days and, uh, and put that up. And then Finn's, you know, Finn sent the, uh, the, the note through, yeah, uh, it works a hundred, hundred percent of the time. Twenty three percent, hundred percent, twenty three percent of the time. <laughs> uh, uh, but that's good. Well, that's good. 
Um, that's like it, Rodney Rood's got those sort of equa- those sort of numbers as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but the winner for for the um, category, and I had to make this decision because you two blokes were asleep. Um, we got one. We got one listener. Probably the the most active listener we've got. I would suggest we would get uh, nine thousand emails uh, a week from this bloke. Day. A day, sorry. <laughs> Photos, ideas, everything. He's throwing stuff at us left, right and centre. Offering us houses to stay in, in the Caribbean. He's, uh, he's, oh he's a God, passionate man. Um, but during uh, all that issue with Ronnie Simpson, he was on the phone to Ronnie when he lost his mask or show, and he was sending us complete updates. And, and he, he did, we did give some of the updates using all the information from John Schaefer. Um, so... I think that was probably the most important email we had for the month because of the, mm. the safety element and that detail. And so I made an arbitrary decision. Uh, and John wins it not just on that, but just on the the quality, uh, the quantity of uh, information he provides. And, you know, he needs to be recognised for what he does. And plus the rescue swimmer thing, and he's running a whole series yeah. on yeah, YouTube. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Uh, yep. On how to be safe, you know, safety. Well debriefing. done, John. Yep. So, if you are well going done, to see on deciding that with us, oh, I hope I hope you guys are happy with that. So, it's Schaefer. No, well, yeah. well deserved. Yeah. No, you know, no, you've he's done well, Jamie. Listener of the year a couple of times. So, <laughs> yes, on you, John. listener of the year. Yeah. The only regret I've got now is oh, my phone will ring at three in the morning as he rings up to chat about it. But that's all right. <laughs> oh, no, we'll we'll have a group. We'll have a group call. <laughs> yeah, no, it'll be group. It'll be a group text for sure. I love it. I love it. Cool. Well, congratulations, Shafe, mate. Uh, the Vicobi listener of the week, and uh, hopefully that uh, Pat's got some stuff in your size, buddy. Um, that'd be good. All right. Ole, yeah, well done. Ole, ole, ole. It's hot time with Bice. So the question. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just waiting for the. I'm doing a little dance here, just waiting for the um, the cleaner to come in my hotel. Room. I've just, I've, I've just, just got the vision of the guy out of jackass. You know, the guy, undies yeah. just ripped me jeans off. I've just got the vision there, the guy out of jackass. You know, and uh, you know, it just never goes away. <laughs> Mate, well, the thing is, what's not happening this week? Well, that's oh, it. Yes. I'm a bit unsure where to start. To okay. be honest, yeah, it's on. So I'm going to whiz through a couple of things, but it's a big list, isn't it? On just, the on the run just, sheet, just woo us up when there's something that we can talk about a bit more. Mm. Quick one just for um, for the Sharpie fans, the SA State titles have just uh, concluded with, um, well, as mentioned previously, Mia Higgins taking it out with folk, on focus. With uh, Jason Heritage, a uh, national champion, coming in second, only a couple of points behind. They spent the weekend at your favourite sailing spot, oh, Jordan. I did see some Port photos. Vincent. Port Vincent. Port Vincent. Our, our yeah. good... Paradise. Actually, randomly, Absolutely. I got um, I got a photo as soon as I touched down on my plane from the one great Robbie Chisson of me and him sailing a sharpie together. From I don't photo must be from fifteen years ago, but anyway, it just randomly turned up. So back to the well, sharpie, second best off the beach, <laughs> off the beach pass. So you know why wouldn't you? Yeah. Um. All right. Other side. Let's go to Mexico now. Porto Vallarta well, race. Um, when are we going there? Well, now, right now, okay, brace right yourself, out. yeah. Okay. Grab your Porto, radix, jump on the Porto, plane, off we go. Porto to Mexico, get the radix so, going. 1,000 miler or something, I think it is. The Rio 100 took it line on us. Yeah. Um, friend of the yeah, show. Yeah, it's it on the Santa Cruz 68, take, pretty much takes the win on uh, all the 
handicap stuff and a few different things. So well done to them, but a nice race. Probably not as much freeze as they normally get, but a pretty nice yeah. slide down south. I did not. I'm just wondering yeah. how they got got over the fence. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, the, the wall. I did yeah, notice the job. <laughs> all, all our boss, uh, everyone, who, who, the man who's our well, boss on a global scale, uh, Bal Becking was in charge of the 100 program. So, yep. there's a gate, isn't there? There's a gate. You've got a, you know, like you've yeah, got a, let, let it's got a remote control, and you've got, got a, a weight there, and it opens up. Card. Yeah, <laughs> into Mexico. <laughs> all right, now let's yeah, take make our well way back into the Atlantic, and we RC 44s in lands of Roddy. Um, How good was the footage? Did you see the footage yet, the other day? Holy crap and balls. Woo-hoo. They got plenty on, yeah. plenty of breeze, and just what I'd say to the listeners, uh, hadn't been determined who's – I think Nika was winning last time I saw, but it hasn't, the winner hasn't been announced yet, but go check it out. Just look it up, RC44 Lanzarote. There's some fabulous footage. Friend of the show, Hoskins, gave and a Will nice Ryan. little interview. Yeah. Who I believe the words were, it's possibly one of the biggest wipeouts I've ever been involved in. I was holding on to the runner and my feet were a meter off the cockpit floor. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, that's not so, hard. He's only two foot two tall. <laughs> good on you, Chris O. Um, keep him coming straight yep. to the concert. Yeah, absolutely. That one. Absolutely. Um, righty OKs. Oh, yeah, 470 worlds, boys. Yeah, um, under the radar. Keeping an eye on this one. Have not. Kind of I have. Under I have. Radar a little bit. Hundred percent. I'm on it. So I can give you. It's like the. It finishes off today as we're recording. So as this is being published, it'll be finishing today. Um, uh, Jordy Jamar and Nora Brugman have jumped to oh. the lead after a bit of breeze. Like so, I think the Japanese Sorry, and the Germans fell away. We had a couple of windy days, uh, a couple of windy races, and that sort of drop the Japanese teams down. But I do want to highlight, you know, we, one of the things we love about uh, sailing boats is the names that they use. And, you know, all the you go to the classes and they have really cool and funny names. Uh, just the the Spanish team of uh, Geordie and Nora, <laughs> Isden BMW, uh, Olivia Mota, Zick Garmin 226s, Gottfried Maffioli, um, which is great, you know, like uh, in front of the, the French team down in six with Bank Populaire, Cifrigo, Helvetia, Oliver, Bled, Amaray, De Champions, Duanes. You know, it's just, it's ridiculous. Three. It's the third one. All the, Three. all the sponsors. All the sponsors. It's just, and they've got millions of sponsors on there. So. Well, this is a new trend that's coming out. I noticed you're picking this up, uh, picking it up, Jay. There's a few, you mentioned it last week as well, I think, uh, these long names that really just yeah. a bunch of bunch of companies. Yeah, yeah. You know, and they just roll off the tongue. So roll like, off so the we're going to be, what are we going to be? Bar Karate, the sailing podcast, what? Radix, Croc. Oh, we should sponsor a 470, I think. <laughs> I'm not sure we can afford it. Anyway, uh, oh, somebody's got Hyperloop in there. Okay. Um, but anyway, so yeah, that's that's pretty much down to the wire. It's it's going into the gold medal race. Um it's a, it's a 56 points to 67 is the gap at the moment between first and second, the British team of Vita Heathcote and Chris Group in second, and then the Japanese team of Okada and Yoshioka in uh, third with 72. So um, it's the last race, yeah, but I have been watching. Uh, a bit more breeze, plenty on, uh, obviously, with the Olympics very close. Sorry, boys, continue. Ooh. 
God, we've got so much to talk about, boys. Mm. Hit it. Oh, Come absolutely. On. Um, next, OKs, boys. Uh, sailed up in your home waters, Jordan. Well, not your home waters, but your home club. Yep. Um, looked like a magnificent event. Everything that I saw coming out of the socials, you would have been a bit closer to it. But basically, top three, Nick Craig takes it out with 15 points. I think he's sixth six. from memory. Six win. Six yep. world champion. Yep. Not um, a bad effort, is it? Taxi, 27. Taxi. And, uh, Taxi. Dick Blaso, 31. <laughs> Taxi. <laughs> yeah. yeah it, was, so, it was a good um, battle. Uh, great. Good battle. What? Something like 90-odd boats, right? Yeah. Um, oh, more yeah. than that. 100 and something. Fleet, Fleet's got split in the gold and silver. We did um, We did touch on it on the uh, in the opening. And um, how good is the reverse curse, though? How good is it? Oh, some yeah, great. Some big curse. names in there. Like because it's what? Yeah, so, go on. Yeah. Well, Davis is in there. Um, yeah, uh, my favourite, Ask Ask.com from um, Denmark. That's got to be one of our great names, Ask Ask.com. Um, so ask, I hope you ask, a... ask who? <laughs> Home. <laughs> oh, Ask.com, he knows. <laughs> oh, I love it. And the Dave Clark, Dave Clark from the Dave Clark Five. Oh, Dave Clark in fifth, yep. Yeah, Clark uh, five, from the yeah, Dave Clark Five. <laughs> <laughs> he plays saxophone. That's, oh, yeah. Saxophone. <laughs> he plays the, 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 the alto sax. Boop, <laughs> Anyway, um, great regatta. Um, speaking of reverse curse, JJ's oh. on Sydney Hammer. Mm. You, you can see since a bit of a theme here, just jump bouncing all over the world, mm. just you know being as inclusive as possible. Um, well, I know it's got to do. It's got to do with the run sheet. There's no fucking I order. Wo- I woke <laughs> this morning. I woke up this morning, boys, and there was plenty of banter going on on our little private chat. Yeah. Obviously, you guys were watching the racing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone getting a little bit homesick. Yeah. So, um, yeah, tell us what happened. Well, uh, I, I'd love to talk about this because it's, uh, you know, I'm over here and uh, decided I'd flick on the YouTube channel for, for international listeners and all listeners, full stop. If you want to watch this, it's it's pretty awesome. YouTube, 18 footers. Um, well, Andu, uh, our fellow Barkaradians, uh, Sammy Newton, uh, Seve Jarvin, and of course, uh, uh, Johnny Winning Jr., Absolutely nailed it. So uh, race two. fantastic. This race. is race two you're talking yep. about. Yep. Race yep. two, yeah. Yep. I mean, just looked fantastic down there. i got to say, I felt a bit homesick. I, I, the footage showed a footy, you know, video of up the harbour, and there was hundreds of boats out enjoying a 10-knot northeasterly. Yeah. Mm. Ten to, it was probably 10 to 15, and, and obviously Andu was the, is the heaviest crew out there, and that was right at the top of the rig range, and they just sailed away from people off the start line. Yesterday, race one was completely different. It was real shifty, a uh, little With pressure lines. Yeah, pressure lines coming from everywhere, and everyone had a, cha- a shot at the lead yesterday in race one. Um, and, uh, yeah, yeah, so it's uh, end up Yando, Yandu winning just from Andu. But, uh, you know, the Kiwis were having, the, having flashes of brilliance. There was a lot of people getting in at the front on that one. But today was just the two boats Andu, just chasing. Andu. Yeah, two. But it so, was um, gone. All the do's. But, all uh, the do's. Well, we've got plenty of time bar. to report on this. This goes for about another three weeks. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. we'll be able to keep an eye on that as yeah, we move for sure. forward. But, Sounds like a pretty good system, and we'll listeners. But listeners, it. get on it. It is. It is great. It's. It's really good footage. Um, yeah, just. Uh, it's. It's. It's really cool to watch. Right, my uh, my favourite that uh, I've been watching lately, the Arkea All Team Challenge. Mm. We've got How two good. boats have finished. Probably going to be close to a third by the time uh, you're listening to this, listeners. Um, I've enjoyed watching this, and I just can't help but. 
be in awe a little bit of these guys sailing these mega boats, all team boats around yes. the world. Like, um, like, like, I I heard a little story that um there was some mainsail in Gitana, and they had to do a little repair mainsail up and down like four or five times oh, by yourself. By yourself. Oh, Imagine no, that. No. Not to mention, just go to the tracker, have a look. This is what gets me. We thought it was pretty cool, the ice gates. Not cool, but um, watching the ice gates during the ocean race and you're seeing all the boats, specifically on the 65s, jibing down the ice gates. Charles was doing that on a 100-footer by himself. Yeah. <laughs> Falling along, doing 30 knots. Not bad. Like, there's a lot. Yeah, it's... Yeah, uh, feet of. I'm hearing you. I'm hearing you. How would you do it? I've lo I'm lost for words. Anyway, good on Charles for taking the win. Um, well, there was a there was a thing on uh, there was a thing on Bookface the other day um, uh, uh, saying that he's reached legendary status. Oh, 100%. Um, pretty sure he's already there, isn't he? <laughs> well, you know, he's had the win with the obviously with the Volvo. Yep. And then pretty much since he's jumped on this boat, he's untouchable. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, well done to Charles. Toma Cavill, Sadebo, second. And um, Armel will be third, Bank Pop. So, well done to them. Absolutely. Well done. Um, keep right. going. There's, there's too much here to go through. We could talk much. for another. We keep going. I love right, this I'll, I'll, ch I'll chuck something in here. AC40s. Yeah. We saw um, the Kiwis <laughs> out this week trialling their new foil. Port side, quite a very, and we saw some uh, mozzie sales. We had mozzie sales do a bit of a review on that, what's going on yeah, with mate, all mozzie, that sort yep. of stuff and a bit of controversy. So go check that out. That's cool. But there's something which has to be mentioned. The Kiwis had the portfall out of the water. <laughs> Someone's crawled out alongside to have a look. And one of the comments, is he wearing Crocs? <laughs> <laughs> Well, Definitely Crocs are the grippiest are the grippiest footwear for climbing out on four. And one would think you'd have them in sports mode, sailing an AC Ford. No, no chill mode. Oh, wow. standard, standard Crocs. <laughs> wow. So were they anyway. the camo? Were they the camo ones or no? No, blacks. Oh well, that yeah, answers that it's question. It's a Kiwi. Come yeah. on, <laughs> what color uniform? Black. Oh, could have I've been. I've actually always wondered. Could have been Why silver. You know, I mean, the Kiwis are bloody good on the, you know, the naming of things and being real inventive with stuff. Mm. You know, like the, you know, North Island, South Island, that sort of stuff. <laughs> yeah. They're pretty good. Yeah. yeah. And, <laughs> and all the sporting teams of the Ferns, or as yeah. we know, Jordan, the, um, the, the Bannington team. Yeah. The, uh, the, <laughs> the Black Cox. The Black Cox. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> the, or the Ferns, right? Maybe Team New Zealand, that's an inventive one. As yeah, well. very super inventive. Um, maybe they well, should they be went, the, fo they went the falling ferns. Yeah, the falling ferns. Oh. The falling fern. Oh. Yeah. Love it. I, I love what you've done there, boy. It's Bicy. not bad. Bit of space, bit of space yeah. for that. Anyway. So the falling ferns. Dogs, so, if you're listening. You're um, welcome. Go well. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> that's all we've got to say all the time. I think we just start <laughs> open the show with you're welcome. All right. Sale GP, boys, oh, last oh. week. Um, How cool. Aussies take the win. Um, Germans get the reverse curse at time of, uh, as we mentioned earlier, at time of publishing, they took the took the win. Did but you see Aussies take it? 
oh, by the slightest of margins in the final ahead of Denmark. They just slipped around that top mark. To How get good is Nikolai Zerstead going? Yeah. So Nikolai, he'd, he'd be taking the Mr. Consistency Award. Mr. Consistency minute. Award. He's going to be a challenge. He's going to he's going to. Oh, it's, fantastic. it's a fantastic team. They've got the it's that whole team element. We've Has he ever been on the, the show? Audience. I can't remember. Yeah, of course he is. <laughs> can't remember. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> But that whole teamwork element. Um, here's something yeah. to throw out there. Outrich, the super sub, yeah. coming in. So Nikolai, who was in when Nikolai was there for the birth of his child. Um, Burling's off for the birth of his child. Um, it's it's <laughs> Nath creating a career. Uh, I was going to you going to say, is, <laughs> is Nath creating something with... I'll try and get on the post. <laughs> I wouldn't say that. All but... he's got to do is go around and get all their wives pregnant. <laughs> so when I got my, I got the next so nine when... months sorted. <laughs> no, no. So when the regattas are on, he's around at their house. Oh my god! Don't pre- start so this. they can, he can pick up, pick up a gig. Uh, that's all, all jokes. Nathan is one of the loveliest people in the no, world. Absolutely. Yeah, uh, no, absolutely, no jokes. But I hope he gets a sticker, happily married, like for each each um each team that he's sar with. And he's got a sticker on the back. A of little his baby Kingswood. sticker. He's got a sticker on the back of his Kingswood for all the nations. <laughs> yeah, that he love it. with all in different languages. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the baby doctor. No, uh, it was good to watch, wasn't it? Yeah, um, it was I'll tell you what was good to watch. I tell you what was good to watch about the Sale GP was uh, Germany coming into that top mark, um, oh. that bottom mark, and having a good hard crack at it and a good look at it. Mm. Um, I was wondering what was going to happen there. That was uh, pretty pretty cool. Um, I can't remember who. I think it was Denmark, wasn't it? Smashed on top of them and then uh, basically tried to get in there. And there was no room. The the yeah, no the, no room, the, no room, fellas. The decision was the decision was literally okay. one second, wasn't it? And I go at the top and run underneath them. Up, oh, I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> I did. I did like um, how much Shark Island came into play. Like, do you go below? You know, Genesis go the south Island. of it. Do you go the north of it? And I'm well, just. I was watching it. and I'm going. Well, there's a few people on that Aussie boat that have been around around that island about a billion you times. Could see it. I tell you what. Yeah. You could see it. And uh, one of the big things when you come out of Rose Bay in a, in a, in that in that direction, the lift off the off the island was mm. huge. Mm. Twice, Nathan and. Uh, and uh, Slingsby did it, and it was—you could just see it. It was pretty huge. Yeah, but I on mean, the other side of it, if you get caught on the leeward side, it was uh, it, yeah, So uh, I'm saying, I mean, let's just call Shark Island the the Barkeradi barge, basically. Yeah. yeah um, but we we've we have said on the show before, it's maybe getting a bit clinical. The courses sale GP. Yeah, but it's it, just the chest. You're board. saying you you're saying Whereas have a Barkeradi barge on every Whereas course. Here, here we've transferred. We've gone from chessboard to snakes and ladders. Yeah, this is yeah. Yeah. and it's made it brought a whole lot more interesting. I reckon. I reckon they should have race so, courses with with an island in it. Absolutely. To go so maybe we could hire, you know, maybe island. an aircraft carrier um, <laughs> for the next for the next uh, for the final. Well, from episode around. episode one or two, we'll, I think it said you you wanted to buy one, didn't you? We'll, we'll rename it. <laughs> Um, the Barkerati Barge, and just whack it right in the middle. Love it. Well, anyway, it's, yeah. it, it was or good. put some trees it on it, a good make regard. it look like an island. The other thing that was good, there was wind. We haven't seen wind for a while, yeah. and we got proper foiling yeah. racing, and it was good. It was good fun. Yep, yeah. it was. Well, you're always going to look good after coming out of the Emirati events, right? So, yeah. perfect. Yeah. So, well done. All right, I've completely missed my um, hotel breakfast, so stick with me. I've got about another half hour's worth here. Um, yeah, you have. And yeah, I've mate. got something to add too. Keep going though. Caribbean. 
boys. Oh, it's oh, all plenty. happening in the Caribbean yeah, at yeah. the moment. The Heineken regatta, which I'll tell you, you lose the money if you're not drinking and smoking in the Caribbean. <laughs> it's a bloody good place to go. <laughs> and that is can't a joke. Can't afford not to have a beer. No, no. You don't have to. No, not Drink team, responsibly, team, of course. For example. Drink responsibly, absolutely. Um, but a great place to go. Good. Oh, gets nothing. Uh, probably couldn't find a better regatta, in all honesty. St. Martin. So that's cool. But also coming up, we got the Super Yacht Cup and oh. out of Antigua and the St. Bart's Bucket. So with all the big gear. All the big gear coming up. rushing yeah. around. The and uh, you're going over to be crew boss, I, I hear. No, no, I'll just oh. be there, just observing. Um, no, observing. We'll just, we'll, is that we'll what you see. do? Is that Stand what you by. call it? Is that Stand what you call it? Is that Stand what you call it? Observing. Game observation. Yeah. <laughs> Bicey. What are you here for? Ah, just observing. Observing. <laughs> um. So looking forward to getting there, checking all that out. And that's where the action is, of course, um, having come out of, of course, the uh, 600 only a week or two ago. So very cool. Mm. Done. Now, finally. All right, there's more. But keep going. Admiral's Cup, gents. There's Ooh. been a bit of media around the Admiral's Cup. Um, it's back. Basically, for the uninitiated, two bit. Two rating bands. Uh, there should be three. We'll come to that in a minute, BP. Two rating bands, like call it up to 43 foot long, 44, whatever it is, and then up to 57 foot long. Um, but I think we're going to see a bit of an influx of the 52s here, specifically the offshore stuff. We just see the Warrior 1s come up on the market. We've seen the Wizard or the old Itchy Barn be sold. Do, are we going to see them on the Solent in 2025? Probably. Yeah. And no, then the I, interesting question a... is going to be what 40-footers are going to take part in mm. this particular mm. Admiral's Cup, keeping in mind, I believe, the Royal Prince Alfred Yacht Club, current holders of the Admiral's Cup. Mm. Um, so are we going to see someone coming from down south? We've heard some mm. rumours. Mm. So Love a rumor. Um, there's plenty of interest. But back to the third band, they should have had a double-handed. I thought that was part of the band. proposal originally. Well, it might have been, but it's not at the moment. So yeah, yeah. it would have been nice to see. We've we'll um, got enough on. Double we'll headed right. sneaking. Yeah. Okay. Cool. But no, anyway. for the kid too too young to know, the Admiral's Cup was massive. It was the biggest thing in yachting for so long. Um, you know, um, big team. So, so it's basically, it's back. Cows Week and finish it off with Fastnet. Yeah. Um. So yeah, yeah. huge. Be keeping a close eye on that. BP, you had something you're saying. Well, yeah. Hang on a sec. Let me just push this button here. And open this up. Oh, no, I've lost it. <laughs> Keep going because you've got one there. I've got to find it again. Uh, no, no, that's me. Oh, I don't Come think – we, we probably have to mention uh, – it keeps coming up uh, and the Magenta team sent it through. Yeah. Uh, Cole Brower. Cole oh, Brower, that's yes. it. Yeah, she's coming in for the finish of the Solo Around the World race. Um, it's on this theme. I've just found it again. So okay, go for, go for it. Go for it. Our mate, Xavier Dorr. Another uh, another Barcarati has put a mention in for one Aina Bowser, who's about to sail across the Atlantic um, on her mini transit. It's she's going for a world speed record. Oh attempt, yes, yes, saw that. But she's fully starlinked up, so this will be cool. I'd love to see some footage of this. Oh, yeah, she's this got a scow mini, happen. hasn't she? And it's today. Okay, starts today. Yeah, scow mini. She leaves today, so good luck to her. She's leaving from Cardiz and heading across to somewhere over there. Um, in a world speed record attempt, but back to Cole 
well, Cole Brower. She, she, the me mentioned for her, so she's going to be the first American woman to race non-stop solo around the world, which is great. So congratulations Brower, yeah. from that history. Yep. But she's been a master of the media, uh, social media. She's getting quite a few hundred thousand followers. Uh, and the thing that struck out is that the ratio, you know, obviously our numbers, we sort of kind of have a clue of our numbers, but, you know, it generally skews male. Um, but she's getting quite a lot, uh, a lot of young, and 50, she's getting a 50-50 ratio. So she's bringing people to the sport. So congratulations in telling her story, and um, you know, it's great. The, the, thing, the thing that I gets me with it, it was on maybe it was a CNN or something. Cole Brower sailing around the world with four hundred thousand of her closest friends. Yeah, like, yeah. but it literally mainstream. So yeah, yeah, she's mainstream. Awesome. That's. That. The yeah. thing, the thing that gets me is um, she was uh, get, uh, about to, she was hunkering, bunkering down in a in a nasty situation in a bad storm, and she comes up and she does a she does a, a chat and she's just smiling. Yeah, no, that's good. So yeah, congratulations to her. But anyway, that's that's going around. She's just about to finish. Um, I got one more discussion point. I want to throw a question at you boys because I can't remember the rule. Um, and Definitely. go left. 100%. Yeah. yeah. Well, this is, this is in BP's area of expertise, so I'm hoping he knows. Oh, Christ. Okay, so in race one of the 18s, we saw Andy coming down and they're on the first run near the end of the run, and they're on starboard. It's a starboard issue, is it? it? They're on starboard, but there was a fleet of lasers sailing upwind, so Andy's heading downwind on starboard, fleet of lasers heading, and there's lasers coming across on starboard upwind. So Andy were in a position where they were windward vessel, had to keep clear. Then they roll into a jibe, so jibing, no rights, okay? No. And then they come out of their jibe on port, and it's laser on starboard in front of them. And the laser is in obviously in a fairly serious pack of lasers, obviously, doing, I don't know what the regatta was, but it might have just been a club race, there was thousands of them. But this laser had to duck massively, and it cost them about 20 boats. Like you could see, you know, it cost quite a few boats just when you watch it. So what's the rule This that just sparked that? So, you know, like... Different fleets, different racing, different clubs. Like Andy was in the wrong the whole way through that yep. manoeuvre. Um, that laser, I mean, what happens? Because coal regs apply uh, in that situation. Well, so he, yeah, first, first rule, first rule of thumb is he's avoided collision, right? That's important. But he's he, he I guess he's got a right to protest, hasn't he? Yeah, but that's right. So uh, do I you protest in your club? Late. How does I it work? Know. Or go for redress? I don't. I don't know. Yeah, no, good. No, no. Haven't thought slow about down, it. Slow down. Slow down. Here yes. we go. Bice is coming. Pretty, in. pretty simple. Basically, the whole fleet now have a new microwave or washing machine. You choose. And that's home delivered by winning winning appliance. <laughs> and that particular club have just upgraded their fridges <laughs> and barbecues. Well done, Herman. That's very thoughtful. So that'll of you. be well. It was probably <laughs> Double Bay, which is where the uh, eighteen foot skiffs come out of, anyway. So um, they've got a whole new outdoor kitchen. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know but like, I'm not. I'm not bagging on anyone. It's certainly not bagging on Andy. Got plenty of. We got friends with that that boat. Well, so. and the other thing is those those eighteens. Uh, you know, the water belongs to them. You got the spinnaker up. Yeah, but I, I was just intrigued because I was trying to put that situation and I'm going, if I was in that situation, how do I handle that? And I couldn't remember the rule. And like I was going back, um, you know, you can protest uh, another boat from outside the, the – I remember being able to do that, but I just can't quite remember how it plays out. And I just thought maybe one of you two 
given the amount of mistakes you make on the sailing course, you'd have had that experience. Yeah, no, no, I just pull ropes, mate. No, no, it's just clear port starboard for BP. <laughs> pull ropes, got nothing to do with it. I don't know how. I don't know how a, uh, a um, uh, you know anyone in the cockpit can uh, can make those decisions. You're right. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, anyway, uh, bugger if I know. Bugger if I know. It was interesting, but I mean, the, you know, you're not going to get. Um, you're not going to just have fun. Yeah, yeah, that's right. But I was just intrigued. Anyway, yeah. Um, all right. Good luck to the guy who lost twenty places in his. He was probably winning. The, yeah, no. the, the the laser state championships or something. And yeah, then, I love yeah, it. Been turfed out. Anyway, cool. All right, sailing was not the winner yeah, in that right. situation, but uh, it is a good sport. We got a lot more people coming into it, and uh, hopefully, you're having a lot of fun. I think that's us for the week, isn't it, team? Yep. Yeah, but nah. Yeah. I believe. Okay. Cool. Yeah, ba ba ba. Cool. Episode 250 okay. coming up. Oh, yeah. yeah. We're at 249. Yes. 250. And make sure if you're a club or a class and you want to talk about yourselves, we're quite happy to listen. Love it. All right. Uh, jump on to Radix Nutrition if you want to add some Radix to your life. Use um, Barkerati and get a discount on us. Have a great week. Thanks for listening. And send your emails to cheers at barkerati.com. And uh, be safe traveling all over the place. We all.